blast from our past network. Folks, this just in. The ongoing comic book discussion podcast confirms comic books are cool. I think I got it. <laughs> You think you got it? I think you got it. We'll, we'll think it up. Hey guys, welcome to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm Tess, but our Mr. Corey, he is not here today. He, uh, his wife, literally an hour ago, I believe, ran into some car troubles. So he is working on that. But I got really lucky because we have an awesome um, guest today. His name is Hunter. He hails all the way from Long Island from Android's amazing podcast. Um, and, uh, we're so happy to have you. Please tell us about your podcast. Say, Hey, (laughs) thanks for having me Uh, my podcast is a uh, comic book news review show. We do news, then we get into a topic and then we do book reviews that come out in the week so we can try to sell stuff to our customers and connect with them a little bit more. That's Mm -hmm. why we originally launched it. The owner wanted us to do more community outreach stuff. And when I joined the, uh, the workforce, me and the manager, James, also the co-host, we, um, Thought it would be a good idea to like just do a podcast because we both wanted to do one, and it's been yeah. doing well so far. We got you know our customers are coming in and talking to us about the show, and it's really cool to have like you know fans come up to us. Yeah, <laughs> of course, that's yeah. so cool. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Actually, actually, like I don't know a of comic books. book that has that. Oh yeah, comic book uh, comic book store. I mean, that has I think that. We're one yeah. of the only ones. I think like one or two has it. Uh, I think there's one in like Cali, and there's one in oh I want to say like the Midwest. I forget, <laughs> but I know we're one no, of the only ones. <laughs> that's, I mean, I think it's a really cool concept, um, but that's uh-huh. awesome. You reached out to us from the, the ether from cyberspace on Instagram <laughs> and you were yeah. like, Hey, can I be a guest? And we're like, yes, of course you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm always down to so, be a guest on stuff and I'm totally down to have you guys on here. Once the uh, comic book world gets back up and running after all this quarantine stuff is done. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we can always record like anything, you know, about it, review any, any comic book that hasn't, you know, that's been out for a while. We could do that because we yeah. have to Skype anyway. So <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I'll keep you posted. I'll talk to my uh, co-host. Yeah, that'd be fun, man. Cool. Well, um, and then we said, all right, so you want to come on and then we're like, okay, so what's your favorite comic book? And you said colder is your yeah, favorite comic book. This is uh, one of my first uh, indie books that I ever read and I just fell in love with it really quick. I love the writing and the art style. So I figured why not talk about it with you guys? Cause you guys seem to love getting new, new and weird books. And it's cool that you guys take everyone's favorite book so they can gush about it. (laughs) That's I I hope you gush here. I hope you over talk me. I love when people gush about comic books (laughs) that they love. (laughs) Yeah. I was actually reading it and I forgot that I owned the, uh, the trade of the first one. I forgot I had that in my collection. I was reading it on, uh, oh, was it Comixology? One of the online ones. And, oh, cool, uh, right on. <laughs> I looked back at my shelf and I was like, oh, yeah, I have this on my shelf. Uh, I've actually bought it from the store I work at now. Back when I first started reading books, I was a customer there for five years, and it was one of the first graphic novels I bought that wasn't like Superman or Batman or something. And I just right. instantly like fell into it. Uh, Paul Tobin and Juan Ferreira are really great guys. I met both of them at Comic-Cons and stuff, and they're both just fun Whoa. to talk to, and they got some cool crazy stuff going on and they have two more volumes of this actually so 
That's all, I it. saw that they were like, it's like a three-part series kind of thing, yeah. or does it wrap up? Did you read it all? Um, yeah, I finished it all. I don't know if it wraps up 100%. I think they want to leave it open for a fourth, but it's been a couple of years, so I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, it is super, like, weird and creepy, and, like, when you first sent us the cover of it, it's like a guy with a finger in his yeah. mouth and his eyeball. That's what I drew me like, to it at first. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking on the shelf, was I was like, like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, I was like, who is this hunter guy? Like, why are we doing this weird one? Uh, but it didn't turn out to be, like, weird. It's just, like, it's kind of like a, a mind F. Oh, I forgot to mention that this is a non-explicit podcast. I was going to ask. Should say I was going to ask before that because sometimes <laughs> I drop some F-bombs just non-intentionally. It just happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, get creative. You know, we have some funny words for things. So, yeah, no, it's all good. Um, I could also try to drop in a bleep or something. I'm not sure, but that hasn't happened I'll try not to make yet. you do extra work. <laughs> no worries, man. No worries. Um, so, but you're safe in quarantine and everything over yep, there? Safe you're safe uh, you good for now. <laughs> I'm going stir okay. crazy, though. It's really like I'm, I'm a very outgoing, outdoor, hang out with people kind of person. And being stuck in here is kind of just nerve-wracking. <laughs> yeah. I want to get out again. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. And you and your um your co-host, you guys record your podcast at the comic book shop. Yeah, we or... usually do, but for the last couple of weeks we weren't able to. Oh yeah, so all the equipment is over there, and so well, you're no, I have, skyping uh, my equipment stuff? with me. Well, like we use my laptop and my microphone, and we just record in the same little area. Right on. Yeah, it's a quick and easy one. But uh, yeah, we we launched a spinoff show called Read the Real as like a hold off because there's not really a lot of comic book news going on right now. So right. we're focusing on that for a couple episodes, and then we're going to go back once all the news starts flowing in. We might release an update episode this week, just to be like, hey guys, we're not dead. We're doing this <laughs> show as well as working to f build stuff for our regular show. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, that's got to be difficult, because like, for OCD, we rec we uh, review like any comic book that's ever existed, what whenever, whatever, but you guys are like up-to-date comic yeah, book news, what's in the trying. shop now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's hard. I it gets think hard about sometimes. That. Yeah, we talk about the current news and the current books, and our topic spans from if something news-related, like a Harley Quinn thing, we talk about Harley Quinn, or if it's like, like we'll go into the history of Cyclops, for an example, just, you know, something to do. <laughs> But, like, having not a lot of news and having not a lot of books to talk about, it really limits ourselves, so that's why we launched the spinoff show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good for you. You guys were like, all right, how are we going to make this work? <laughs> we're <laughs> trying, because we wanted to give our people content and still keep them up to date on everything that's going around, especially since we talk to our customers through the store. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Heck yeah, man. You got to do what you got to do. Make mm -hmm. it work, and you are. That's awesome. Well... <laughs> I, I know we, if Corey was here, I, I, cause I'm here. I'm so happy to have you. I, I'm really glad you're here. Cause I was not going to have a co-host today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Okay. So, um, I guess we'll just jump right into colder. I oh, am going sure. to, to do a little summary. Let me just talk while I open my tablet oh, here. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so this book was done by uh, Paul Tobin and the arts done by Juan Ferreira. And his art style is just so unique that another thing besides the cover that drew me in was I was flipping through it. And I love the way he uses colors and his shadowing on certain things. Yeah. It's very, like, Even, good. like, when they go into the other world, it's, oh, like, yeah, and they change like tones dark. from, like, it goes from, like, a regular movie to a Zack Snyder movie where it's, like, light to tones. Yeah. <laughs> totally. It totally does. And it's, like, eerie. And as soon as yeah. they go into that other world, it's, like, I want to I want to get out of there. I'm, like, oh, I don't yeah. want to be in the other world. It's very uncomfortable. There's um the second volume they have this character who's made of of fingers, so 
Made of fingers. Yeah, he uh, rips people's <laughs> fingers off, plants them, and makes finger trees, and also he's made of fingers. It's really disgusting and disturbing. <laughs> Amazing. Wow, yeah. this, this book was a very high thought. I love it. <laughs> yeah, these guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So to give you guys like a little summary here, um, click in. Okay. So D-Clan Thomas is an ex-inmate of an insane asylum that would just that was destroyed in a fire. He has the strange ability to step inside a person's madness and sometimes cure it. He hopes to one day cure his own, but time is running out as a de demonic predator named Nimblejack, who I love that name, pursues him from the Eisner-nominated writer of Bandette, um, which is the guy Paul... Paul Tobin. Tobin. What's Paul Tobin. That's yeah, him. Paul Tobin. <laughs> that's that's the guy, Mr. Mr. Tobin there. Okay, yeah. So this is like honestly, if like anybody's looking for like a thriller comic, like a Halloween horror comic almost. Yeah, it's, it's totally a, a horror high comic. shock value, high horror, uh psychological book. It, it's just so fun to read. <laughs> do, do you usually like psychological horror oh, stories? Yeah. Those are my favorite kinds of uh horror movies. The ones that mess with you, not just, you know, for the big scares, but just for all like the like the invisible man that just came out. That's like a very psychological thriller. I love that kind of stuff. Oh, I need to see that. I really oh, want to so see good. that. Because it was the in the movies. theater. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, one of the best movies to come out this year so far. Oh, <gasps> that's saying hey, this year. I mean, I guess it's only <laughs> April, but I mean that's yeah, saying so a lot, far. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, like I mean, we can just dive right into spoilers. This is like a very open discussion, whatever you want to talk about. Um, we can start with the main character and how it's like he goes, he meets this girl, Reeve, Reese. Reese, Reese. yeah. It's his, uh, say, her care, it's his caretaker from one of the many asylums and slash hospitals he's been put into. And uh, they were getting ready to drop him because he has no records and no, you know, next of kin and all that kind of stuff. So... They were going to drop him, and Reese decided to take him in as, like, a home health aide kind of person and let him live in his yeah. house because he's still functional. Like, she says he talks sometimes and he eats, but he's never, like, fully there. So she's just making right. sure he can, you know, keep himself together, which I think is really cool. <laughs> yeah, totally. And and what's even creepier is that it starts in 1941, and then it comes to present day, and he mm -hmm. looks like he's still, like, 29. Yeah, it's all because of Nimblejack and whatever he's trying to do with his weird insanity madness mumbo jumbo i think they delve into it in the third volume on why he's the way he is so that's nimble jack fun. both of them declan and nimble nimble jack like he reminded me of a cross between like the joker and rumpelstiltskin you know yeah, when i was reading it it always uh reminded me of johnny depp before he did transcendence <laughs> oh always doing, like, those weird that's a movies. good pull right there yeah like if you uh check out um like the pirates of the caribbean he's like all loose and stuff that's how i feel like uh nimble jack is he's just kind of like hey what's going on let's be crazy and the joker point is you know very there too <laughs> yeah yeah and he like he like answers things in riddles and he's like mm -hmm. pretends like everything's okay and it's it's yeah, and he, so yeah, i love his powers creepy. where he's like bouncing in between like the insanity worlds and he can like dive into mirrors and stuff because the whole thing is he feeds on insanity so uh, Declan is trying to take Reese away from this, but if Reese questions anything that's going on that he's doing, she's going to start to go crazy to try to figure it out, and that's what Nimble Jack wants to get out of you, which I think is a really cool concept of like, don't think about it, just go. 
Yeah, and like, yeah, exactly. And like, Nimble Jack is like this throughout the whole time. He's like this character that just he literally he goes in and out of windows. He's just mm-hmm. this guy, and he like sucks their soul, like their energy or something. Yeah. That's how he feeds himself. He crawls around like a weird spider beast monster into like different windows and stuff, and like talks them into basically killing themselves and taking their insanity for himself so he can become stronger because he suffers from this hunger thing where he must eat insanity to like satiate himself. Yeah, it's, oh, it's creepy. So He's a good villain. He was one of my top villains. I did this whole thing on Instagram. Where I was talking about my favorite villains, and uh, he was like number five, I think. It was. He's just so cool. Heck yeah, man. He is cool. He's weird. Like yeah, the weirder he... the better. <laughs> yeah, like at the end, like even I know I'm jumping to the end, but like when uh, D Clan is like beating him up i didn't believe that he was actually gonna die because like this guy never dies he just yeah. he's just happy all yeah. the time he stabs him in the face in the uh i think issue four in the in the asylum and then the literally the next panel he's right behind him like oh that looks like it killed me <laughs> i'm just like <laughs> yes i love that and then there's like a bunch of them that show oh it's so cool and then i love how uh ferreira can do like the blood and viscera like when he was getting attacked by the dogs you can see them like biting into him and it's oh it's so good yeah. he doesn't hold back yeah 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 the and yeah the artwork does not hold back speaking of that it's just like <laughs> yeah. it's 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 kind of tim burton-esque too you yeah, know just look at the cover and it really just goes this is what you're in for get ready <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't say we didn't warn you <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a very not you know kid-friendly book <laughs> oh no yeah, yeah absolutely graphic not. horror Oh yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's like it's like also Nimble Jack is very much a play on because also people can't see him. It's like the silent killer, which is mm-hmm. your mind when your mind yeah. just spins and spins and spins, you know, and you go mad. <laughs> That's him. <laughs> yeah, and I um, absolutely love the uh, the dynamic between him and Declan, even though they're they barely know each other, but it seems like they're like best friends. <laughs> I love how Toby yeah. was able to weave that into his uh, creative process. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sorry, sometimes when you talk, the the voice goes out, so sometimes I don't hear you. So I apologize if there's a pause. <laughs> but um, <laughs> what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, it was like, it was weird though because everybody in there they just kind of like they I don't know how to explain it. They like everybody around the main characters they really do cross boundaries. Like the hot dog lady is like, I saw that that lady just smack you. Like, what did yeah. you do wrong? Did you cheat on her? Like really mm-hmm. asking yeah. questions. It's very like, personal. <laughs> Every side character is very personal. Yeah. It's like, lady, I just want a hot dog. Like, mm-hmm. don't ask me. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, I think issue at the end of issue two, Reese gets taken. And then issue three is all Declan and this one dude who's afraid of dogs traveling through the uh horror insanity world and it's just such a weird thing to pull like a random character off the street and make him essentially a main character for an issue and just have Declan walk through the process as he's walking through us with him it's also walking through with us explaining how the world works and what you can be afraid of and what uh you can control inside this world as long as you keep yourself in check yeah oh that's what i'm saying it's a mind f man it's like <laughs> you like it's just the fact that he can go up to people and declan and just put his hands on like the mad people and it's like it when i say mad it's like the 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 people that are walking down the street talking to themselves you know yeah. those kind of people and he just puts their his hands on his head and you just go inside the head of the mad people and you're just in this world yeah, the way and it's for, for, yeah sorry i stepped over you <laughs> no no you're oh my gosh have you look i'm Co- Corey is my co-host love him to death but we step over each other all the time <laughs> and i love the way that ferrera can like he because this book is mostly like 
reds and grays, but when he when they delve into the insanity, but because the world is very gray and dark, but like when they delve into it, you can see like the rainbow peering off them as like their sanity is leaving them and the insanity is like flowing in. It's it's kind of cool where Declan can you know take it away from them and suck like the rainbow out of them and make them quote unquote normal. Which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, and you said this is like an indie comic, so it's yeah, really it's like Wars. off the track of like a normal thing. I read this in like under an hour. It was. It oh just, yeah, it's I just kept going. Too. Yeah, it came out in, I think 2013 through Dark Horse, and it was just something like you, you just had to keep reading. Like I think I read the trade in like one sitting when I first got it because like this is so cool. And then the, <laughs> ish, the uh, later volumes came in, and I got those in singles. I got to get them in trade again later, but I got them in singles, and it was it, it sucked that I had to wait a whole month to continue to read the story when it's just so just crazy. I mean, can you give us like a little bit of window of what happens in, like the next round? Like in the this, like volume two one, and three? Um, Reese and Declan are investigating a couple murders that have to do with the guy with the fingers. Like he's just roaming around, killing people, chopping their fingers off and planting them and spreading his insanity seed into the current insanity world so they have to try to stop him because he's like some new evil force and it goes into more of Declan and Reese's relationship and it shows them actually like sort of dating and sort of not and then that weird kind of thing that they left us out with the end where it's kind of like oh do you love me uh, yeah, yeah. So they kind of give us some <laughs> of that in the later um issues and then volume three they bring back um somebody that I won't spoil for you guys but they bring someone back into the fray again and it just plays into more of their relationships and Declan's origin and what's going on with the insanity world. And it, that the third one's more of like an origin story more than the first volume, if that makes sense. They yeah. like, like even at the end, I was like, they could go so many ways with this. Exactly. There's just, they opened it up. <laughs> and I, I love how they can just craft those weird, interesting creatures. I think most of them, besides coming from Tobin's mind, I think Juan Ferreira has a very strong sense of horror. He did this book with, um, oh, I forget the writer. Uh, for DC around 2014 called Gotham by Midnight. He did the second half. It was basically Ooh. like, it was basically Jim Corrigan and the, uh, a bunch of other side characters from the GCPD that operate at night who fight ghosts. And, um, it, he did the second half of the arc and it was just phenomenal where he was able to mend in the greens from Spectre and the whites and the, uh, you know, the cop nitty gritty aesthetic. So I feel like he has a lot of creative control in this book more so in the other one. So you can see like some of the creatures that he crafts not only come from Tobin, but also come from him. I remember a conversation okay. with him from a couple of years ago. He was just saying it was just super fun to do, and he would uh, do it in, I think he said he owns like a ranch or something, and he would go to his barn and just like draw weird things that he would see and then just form them into a monster. And I just thought that was such wow. a cool process where he's just like, he just goes. Dude, that's that's like the whole point of indie comics because exactly. like he I read about this guy and he was Marvel. He did Marvel DC. I wrote like a bunch of things that he did. He did so many Marvel yeah, he's things. He's currently doing Spider-Man Noir. That's so crazy. And then and then like the opportunity for an indie comic, he's probably like, heck yeah, man, and just takes off. He's like, this is what I really want to do. This is my real art. You yeah. know, he doesn't I have to know. have any constraints. Yeah, I don't know if he did that many indie comics. I haven't gone like fully into his, you know, bibliography, but I know he did these guys, and then he did Gotham and uh, Spider-Man Noir, and he did a couple in, oh god, I think like a Venom. But it was it's just Ooh. cool to see him be able to dive into, like you said, an indie version, like instead of being limited to, you know, you got to draw Jim Corrigan, or you got to draw Spider-Man. He gets to do whatever he wants. And I love the indie medium. I think you guys were talking about it during the Mr. Miracle episode where you guys said that it's fun to explore different facets rather than just doing the oversaturated superheroes. 
Yeah, exactly. Like you got to get out of that. Even like Mr. Miracle, like that was just like the exhausted, oversaturated superhero. And it was like a relief to see that. (laughs) Like, and even in colder, like we were talking about nimble Jack, he, I mean, he could be the oversaturated villain, but like, he's so different in his own Mm. thing. He's like bits and pieces of different types of villains that we've seen, but like, he's still so like, if I were in front of Nimble Jack, I'd be freaking scared. Oh yeah. (laughs) I believe he had the most dialogue in the entire first volume over both the main characters, I think combined. Cause there's a whole issue where he just goes. I I know. Yeah. It was was great. Um, So can you tell us your story about meeting the writer and the artist? I don't really remember the Paul Tobin story as much as the Juan Ferrer one because I met Paul Tobin like I want to say like six years ago, like out of the blue at Comic Con. I was walking by and I was like, "Oh, you wrote this book, cool!" And I had a quick conversation. But Ferrer, I see every once in a while when he does when he is able to go to Comic Con, and I talk to him every once in a while. I want to get one of his original uh, sketches for this for this book and frame it up. But it does those, those get expensive. But I really want one because it's one of those, like I said before, like the first indie book I read, and it really just pulled me in. But um, meeting him was really cool. It was really surreal. I have a picture with him, but it's a bad picture, but I'll post it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll post awesome. it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's on my Instagram now, really far down. But um, I'll post it when uh, this one comes out. I'll be like, hey, look, this is the story I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send it to but, us. Um, Maybe we'll post it along with this post. And I'll be like, hey, look. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I met him, I think, the second Comic-Con or third Comic-Con I went to. And it was when the second volume of colder just came out and he was still doing gotham by midnight so i was able to see some pre-release sketches he did for further issues that haven't been released yet in like their full form and when you see his art like even when you look at it now like in the book it's smaller and you know it's compact and great but like when you see it fully drawn out it's genuinely terrifying ah oh, yeah. that's that's the good stuff man exactly that's the, good the raw stuff, stuff. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, ooh, you are something. What goes on in your head? <laughs> like, exactly. oh, that's, those were literally my questions. I was like, how, how, like, how do you craft these? I was like, do these just come to you? He, he said some of them were from Tobin, but he said some of them were just he rolled with it. In the third, uh, the second volume, they do birds made out of fingers. That was all his idea. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he was like, um, this, this is the barn story. He was looking up in the uh, in the clouds and he saw a, bir- a couple birds fly by. And he was like, what if they were made of fingers? <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> who thinks of this? <laughs> Are you familiar with Grant Morrison? <laughs> oh, yeah, I love Grant Morrison's writing. <laughs> it, okay, so, yes. So if Corey was on here, he would just spew about, like, psychedelics and Grant Morrison and yeah, how, Sandman. you know, he's very influences <laughs> art and stuff. I wonder if that's the same for this guy. You know, like, what? Oh. what's what's your <laughs> what's your drug of choice, man? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ferreira's not a wizard, though, like Morrison. So Okay. Oh, yeah, that's true. Excuse me. Sorry. Yes, yeah. that's true. I forget. He is a wizard. My bad. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, cool, man. Uh, actually, I didn't ask you at the beginning. What's your comic book history other than working at the store? Because you and uh, your co-host, James, you kind of have a same dynamic that Corey and I have, where you're kind of the newer comic book reader, and James has been reading for like all of his life. Yeah, plus. so uh, <laughs> I, won't, I won't speak too much for James, but James started back when he was really young because his dad was into books, and um, he, he just really loved like the X-Men, the Marvel, the DC. He was all into that. But then eventually he started to slowly get into indie books where I came in around 2012 when New 52 launched and Marvel Now. Because okay. I was like, okay, cool. They're all new number ones. I don't got to jump into Captain America 600 or Flash 500. You know, I could just jump right in at number one with an all new universe. 
So that's when I really got into it. That's also when I had a job and I could buy things for myself rather than asking my mom or my dad for something. Because <laughs> I'm still <laughs> a big <sure>. boy. <laughs> I'm only uh, 22. So, you know. Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so getting into books early was a blessing and a curse because I have so much and it's so much money. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> yeah. So reading these uh, books when I was younger was really inspiring to get like cool superhero stories but then also like i said with this one delve into the indie stuff and now i think i have more indie books than i have uh superhero books i got like sex criminals deadly class money shot redneck uh black science all these things just lined up just next to me and then there's a, all my shelves behind me <laughs> hell yeah man so like okay so you love indie comics and you're mm -hmm. not really in okay so that kind of speaks to who you are you're very like off track kind of like oh yeah artsy guy <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, when you That's get awesome. to know when you get to know me more, I'm very like off the beaten path, but super relaxed. <laughs> I have this uh, cool. like optimism to me that is very unsettling to my friends sometimes. <laughs> I'm too happy, is what they say. <laughs> too happy? There's no such yeah. thing. That's what I tell them, but they're like, "You're not damaged. You're too pure," and I'm like, eh? <laughs> "Sorry, <laughs> my bad." <laughs> yeah, my, my bad, guys. So yeah. getting into books when I did was super fun, my, but my dad was always into comic books. He's been into them since, oh God, since he was like seven. And he would go to Fourth World Comics on Long Island when he lived here, and he would just buy, buy, buy. And then he eventually got me and my brothers into books, but I was the only one who really took off with them. Like, my brothers will read every once in a while, but me, I'm the one who's got like all the, you know, all the knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> they come yeah. to you. You you are the uh, comic book wizard. <laughs> yeah. I'm the Grant Morrison of the family. <laughs> <laughs> hey man that's not a bad way to be it's not exactly. a bad way to be <laughs> well awesome um well shoot like i want to talk more about this book but it's like honestly it's such a visual thing like it's yeah you have it's... to be reading it like to really understand what's going on like we can talk more plot but like you have to be you have to visually understand what's happening or it's not going to make sense because if we just talk about it it's going to be like oh this guy tries to stop people from going crazy but when you look at it it's like oh man this is like a whole library of content of like what we're getting with just this little because there's not a lot of words in this, to be fair. It's mostly just splash pages and beautiful art. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just like, it it honestly, it's so relatable because it's the voices in your head that tell you to do things, like the bad voices and the good voices and the, you know, and, and like the people that you see on the street and you wonder what's going on in their heads or, you know, you know, bless their hearts, of course. But, you know, <laughs> it's like, whoa, what if they are, like, they make these guys into portals, yeah, they make them into basically kind of superheroes, if it make if that makes sense. They, yeah, they, they for... normalize something in a horror book, <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> yeah, and they really, I honestly like, I like how I love insane asylum stories. Like, mm. I'm a Shutter Shutter Island uh, fan, etc. <laughs> etc. Et um, but I love how they play off like the 1940s insane asylum when it was like really messed up to mm -hmm. be an insane asylum then. Yeah, they have like the like the how Tom King did his like nine panel setup in Mr. Miracle. They have one yes. similar with Nimble Jack and Declan ex like exploring the 40s. And it's cool mm -hmm. how it's like it's they're on top of a roof and the whole page is like the asylum. And then it's the doctors talking about increasing the dosages and testing it on these patients because they don't have families and they don't have you know, next of kin and stuff. So it's cool where it's like, they're just going from the top all the way to the bottom, discussing the morality of what they're doing, even though it's super, you know, messed up. 
it's it's so messed up. Like they just keep injecting them with this weird. What did they call it? I can't oh, remember. Geez. I don't know. Um, it's a weird name. It's like Indo Flemin Flemin. I don't know. <laughs> Indo Indo something. <laughs> Indo something. I know. He's he's fever feverishly flipping oh, through yeah, pages. Yeah. Ergo ergotamine. <laughs> experiments or, i mean oh i wonder if that's something that's actually real that they actually I did if it is too and i mean probably <laughs> <laughs> i mean there Everything were no lobotomies but <laughs> yeah hey man no, yeah I, I'm, I'm not getting yeah, I mean... with the government <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly uh well cool um so i guess I, you can you rate this. Corey and I usually rate it, and we usually have like a noun at the end. So, like for Mad Max Free Road, I did like four gallons of guzzling, you know, something that relates <laughs> to the comic. Yeah. So, I'm sure I already know your rating, but we do it out of five. So, what okay. would you be? What would I'm be gonna, your rating? I'm going to give it a five. Uh, oof, the nouns. Five, help it, five hungry helpings of insanity out of five. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I don't think I've given a five rating yet, but I'm going to give this one a five. Oh, you don't have to do that for me. (laughs) No, no, no. Dude, I was telling my husband, I was like, you got to read this. Like, I didn't, I woke up this morning at like 7.30 and I just started reading it. I finished it in like 45 (laughs) minutes to an hour. Like, I did not stop. It was great. It's a quick read, but it's just so like, just, it pulls you in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's a solid five. Um, I mean, I think... The other two books, Bad Seed is probably like a four, but then this third one is a five again. They bring it back up. You'll see why when you delve back into it. <laughs> okay. I yeah. honestly, like, I might just keep going with this because, like, it was, it, it it hooked me in for sure. Um, but my noun would be negative five degrees because it's Ooh. colder. We didn't even talk about why they call it colder. So do you want to explain? <laughs> sure. So um, it's called colder because Declan has this weird like i don't want to say disease i'll say superpower he's got this weird superpower besides the insanity thing where his body temperature is always like 34.6 degrees and like he's his, he's always cold to the touch and the more insanity he like delves into the colder he gets but the more he overcomes the insanity the warmer he gets and you can see like by the beginning he's like pure white with white hair and like almost no like flesh essentially and then like flesh tones, but then by the end he's got like his blonde hair and he's you know getting his color back and he's like I think he's like sixty degrees by the end, which still isn't you know crazy good. But like he, he it's cool to see like the color dip when he's gaining and losing the insanity. So yeah, that's what the cold air comes from. Yeah, I love that concept, especially when um he explains that Nimble because he's been getting colder since nineteen forty one. Yeah, when Nimble Jack right? uh, invaded him and uh, he helped. He, he st- apparently he like was. He was going to eat the people that were in the asylum because their insanity was going off. But then everyone was getting like killed by the fire that someone started. But Declan was just sitting there. So he was like, let's, let's mess with him. Yeah. So. And, and what what did they say? They said that Nimble Jack likes to play with his food. And yeah. that's why he made him do that. Mm-hmm. He, he kept him around for 70 plus years just so he could eat him when he was at the most insane potential he could be by messing with someone he loves, which is Reese. This is just so multi-layered. Like, there's mm-hmm. a love story, and then it's horror, and then it's, like, a citywide phenomenon, but, like, mm-hmm. not. It's, like, an underground portal, and it gets mystical and kind of hellish, and it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's very Jason Aaron, Doctor Strange weird, where it's, like, we have a character we know, and then as we go into this, it's going to get weirder and grosser. 
And also like how he was, and you mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but like how he sits there in his chair and is just like very still kind of zombie-like and Reese finds it in her heart to take care of this guy. And she like reads him literature and just lives around it. But like, how creepy is it that he was like, Hey, yeah, I could talk like this the whole time. He just like, like, comes alive. (laughs) He's like, I could have, but I I just didn't. Cause I didn't want, cause he wanted to keep Reese safe. He didn't want to, you know, start getting active again and warming up his temperature. So then Jack could come and, you know, mess with him. So he was trying to keep Reese safe, which I thought was really cool. But then he yeah. was like, "Hey, I can just do this now. Let's fight him." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> There's the driving force. <laughs> I'm glad force. he did. Yeah, exactly. And it was such a cool yeah. like fight scene too. It was. Yeah, because it's him over. It's him overcoming his fear of what happened in the '40s, which I thought was so cool. Yeah, and like all of a sudden, Nimblejack turns into like the creature from Beetlejuice with like the big teeth, you know, mm-hmm. the big teeth and the big mouth, and. He thinks he killed him, and like you said before, he like pops up right behind him, and then yeah. it's it's a mind f. I yeah, loved it. It's good, and I love um how Nimble Jack is actually Declan says it, it one of the issues where Nimble Jack's actually afraid of some of the creatures inside the um Insanity World because Reese was like, is he like the big boss? Is this like the worst thing that's you know going down? And he's like, well, no, there's more people, and then there's that really tall bone like flesh man, and he's like, Nimble Jack's afraid of this guy, like. Nimblejack's a, a, not not a joke, but like compared to this guy, he's you know funny. Like it's, and I love the exploration because they leave it open for well, there's more to this world that we're not telling you, which is where they get yeah. into in the other books. Yeah, I I would want to keep reading to get to know Nimblejack more. Like I'm like, wait, I have so many questions. <laughs> oh yeah, they get answered in uh, some of Volume Two and some of Volume Three. Right on. Oh, yeah. that's so dope. That's so dope. <laughs> I just, I love it. Like, thank you so much for suggesting like a cool indie comic because it's honestly like the indie comics that I've read, like they're either hit or miss. Um, mm-hmm. But the only ones that are like super good are the ones that we've had suggestions for. So this one's like perfect. Well, yeah, it's, it's easier to suggest a book you love than to suggest a book like, oh, you know, this is fine. <laughs> Right? I know. So, like, sometimes Corey and I, he'll suggest something, and I'm, like, totally not into it, and vice versa for him. Yeah. And I'll be, like, the whole time, he'll just be talking and going on about how he loves it, and I'm, like, I wasn't into it. <laughs> like, there's nothing guys, to say. <laughs> like, do you guys know uh, Mark Millar's writing? Are you familiar with that? I'm not. I probably am, and Corey could be, like, oh, yeah, it's the one where we read blah, 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 blah. But honestly, like, I don't. I don't. Okay. There's uh, uh, a couple books by him. He did one called Chrononauts, which I highly suggest, and Huck. Oh, those are good. Huck, that's my yeah. husband's favorite yeah, that's comic a book. Phenomenal book. It's, it's a Superman uh, par- uh, parody, kind of parallel. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And they stopped it. They stopped it like all of a sudden, right? Like yeah, they just stopped running yeah, it. They did the six issues, and then he copped it off at volume one, and they're kind of working on a second one. So there okay. will be another volume to Huck at some point. Millar has been talking about it. Oh my gosh, he's been doing a lot of sequels. So excited to hear that. <laughs> So, um, so Calder does have a bunch of volumes. So if you're down to have me on at some other point, I'm down to talk about volume two and volume three. Yeah, for sure, man. For we sure. can bring Corey into it and get him hooked on it as well. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm laughing right now. Cause we're at the 35 minute mark and Corey and I usually go to an hour and 15 minutes because he talks for that long. Well, yeah, and- yeah. Me and James, when we go off, we're, we're, we wanted to have our show be like 45 minutes. So it's a quick digestible thing like before work or like on your way to work. But like sometimes we just go, especially on the certain topics we get into. Sometimes they're an hour and a half to 40 to an hour and 40 minutes. And I'm like, Ugh, like we got to stop. But you know, it, it does. It is unfortunate that Corey couldn't be here to, you know, blab with us, but yeah. hey, 
you know, sometimes some short, sweet content is just what you need. It's all good. I think it's so funny because last week, um, I actually couldn't be on at the last minute and we had guests last week as well. So they could hop. (laughs) So this week is the exact opposite, but I'm not the chatty Kathy of the podcast. I am a chatty Kathy, but not about comics because I'm still (laughs) learning. (laughs) It's it's the thing with that is you never stop learning with this medium. Like you just read colder for the first time and now you're into this whole what's going on with this there's more to learn and then if you'll delve into like descender or birthright or moonshine it just keeps going there's just an endless plethora of knowledge to just absorb through this comic medium oh yeah absolutely and what's so cool about comic books is that there is ab- like a hundred percent chance of a comic book that everyone in this universe will be able to relate to mm-hmm. and just hook on to like for me it's the harley quinn series because i love just like she's like this badass female taking mm-hmm. over the town getting stuff done you know like and i'm like oh i love her i want to follow her wherever she goes you know and like for you it's like these psychological horror thrillers like that's your thing yeah. you know and like <laughs> So anybody that ever talks bad about comic books, and I say this every freaking show, like, you're stupid because comic books are amazing. (laughs) There's always something to love. You can find something. I'm a huge fan of Howard the Duck, if you know who that is. I have heard of him. No, I mean, I kind of know who he is, but I know he's your favorite because I read it on your your Instagram profile thing. Tell us about Howard the Duck. Go off. (laughs) So just the way that Zdarsky did the new run was just so great because... Besides being a huge fan of psychological thrillers and horrors, I'm a huge comedy guy. I spend hours of, like, days reading funny books, um, watching stand-up specials, watching comedy movies. Like, I'm so entranced by how, like, the how to make someone laugh through not just a visual, uh, not just, like, a verbal medium, through a visual medium. So, like, being able to read a book like Money Shot, I remember you guys uh, were talking about it, like, a couple episodes ago, right? Did we? Okay. I think. Maybe. No, no. Maybe. Sure. We so, say a lot of words. We might have. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Money Shot is basically like if a bunch of scientists stopped getting funding from the government and they decided to do porn in space. <laughs> like, it's just such a funny book. And it's done by uh, Tim Seeley and Sarah Beattie. And it's just, uh-huh. oh man, like delving into that book and then reading Chrononauts and reading this book. They're just so diverse. You get comedy with some heart you get psychological thriller and then you get like a bros trip through time it's just so cool that's cool hey man you know what porn in space i mean polit- wait, politicians doing porn in space i mean we're close to that right and we've got the coronavirus here on <laughs> earth i mean what's the next step space like <laughs> <laughs> maybe and yeah, no, money shot did just come out so if you guys do want to talk about it i highly recommend that one as well i think you'd love it specifically more than corn. And you'll have to come back on and do it with us. I will, you love I'm it. down for whenever. <laughs> You're like, no, no, I do comics all the time. Yeah, that's my now. job, literally. <laughs> 40 or, wow, you are literally surrounded by comics yep. 40 plus hours a week. For the most part, yeah. <laughs> like, what are the weirdest questions you get when people come into your store? Well, there's always those people that want to read sex books, but not read a sex book if that makes sense so they're looking for like a comic sex book yeah so there are some books that come out that are very like this is just porn but we don't carry those because we're more of a family-friendly store but there are books that are like safe sex money shot sex criminals and um uh, sex death and revolution where they're all just sex but it's like one's a political science uh 
One's a political thriller in a sex world. One is a sci-fi sex book. One is about people who have orgasms that stop time and then they rob banks. Yes, Corey's talking about yeah, that one. That's sex criminals. Yeah, that's a really good one. And uh, so there's something for everybody, even if you do want to read like a weird book. And then there's people who are like kids who want to read superheroes, but don't want to read Batman. So you recommend, you know, something like Chrononauts or something like Birthright, where it's like this kid who it's basically a He-Man story. This kid goes down into the forest and then he gets teleported into another world and then he comes back uh, a couple months later as a 40-year-old man with a giant sword and you're like, okay, what happened? So that's something that's <laughs> kind of cool to jump into for kids. But it, it, it's cool to just have people come in like, hey, I want to read something. Like, I, these are my tastes. What can I do? Like, if you're a Dungeons and Dragons nut, there's so many books about D&D right now. If you're a sci-fi guy, besides recommending like Star Wars or Star Trek, there's this infinite possibilities with this so I, I really like the medium and, and that's why i'm able to surround myself in it and not get like overwhelmed by what's happening but also just a little bit overwhelmed okay i have a weird question because weird my answer. whole thing is i'm trying to get chicks into comic books because i like i probably have a handful of chick friends who i freaking love because we all love comic books but like i have a crap ton of dude friends mm -hmm. like you know quadruple that size that also love comic books so that's just my experience yeah, so, I'm trying to get my girlfriend also, into comic books, so this is this will help. <laughs> Wait, your girlfriend loves comic books? Is that what you said? She, she's getting into it. She's getting into it. I had her read uh, Mr. Miracle, and then I had her read Murder Falcon. And Ooh, she, she liked okay. them for the most part, but I wanted her to read, like, Saga or Outcast or something, because those are more her style. Ooh, Saga's good. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. Um, if anyone ever asks so for a recommendation, always recommend Saga. Just a heads up. <laughs> my you know what's funny my husband and i we did an episode on ocd when Corey we wanted him to take a break um because mm -hmm. it was his birthday weekend and it just happened to be valentine's weekend and him and i my husband got me into comic books and here i am <laughs> um and so we reviewed the first volume of saga which was very fitting yeah. um so <laughs> it, it's a very good pull in for anybody like it's not just you know a, a comic book it's like a weird uh, Romeo and Juliet in space with monsters and they're so open to every idea with all you know I, I don't want to get too agenda but like it's cool that they are able to push things and normalize it in comic books where it, it, it's just such a great read oh my when you god get further, was, when you get further was... down you'll be able to tell what I'm talking about yeah we have one through nine volumes I've only read the first two but I yeah, need to nine just is, uh, I the mean... cap right now they went on hiatus unfortunately but they're coming back this year they say so oh <laughs> Good. That that one was a. I, I mean, I don't like calling things weird, but it was like weird in like the very best way. Yeah. Why? <laughs> whenever someone comes into the store, is can you recommend any book? I'm like, well, Saga is the best book right now. Like, you can go check that out. But then if you don't want to read that, we have like Cowboy Ninja Viking here, where it's like maybe that's more your style. But um, so what was your question about? Like, what books to recommend? Oh yeah, no. So my question was, and and I'm just curious, cause like anytime I ask like a gal friend, I'm like, they're like, well, I wanted to go into a comic book shop, but but the people were rude there, or they made me, cause she was like, it's like a girl going into a comic book shop, and mm -hmm. obviously you don't seem like a person who would ever be like, you're a girl, you don't know comics. <laughs> oh no. You're... When a girl walks in, I'm like, hell yes, let's go, let's get you into this. Like, cause what it, do you want to know? Exactly, cause like you always get the guy who comes in who's like, I know what I want, or maybe I kind of don't know what I want, but then you get the girls who are just like. You know, I'm new to this, my boyfriend likes it, or I just watched one of the Marvel movies and I want to get into books that aren't superheroes, and I'm like, well, here you go, we got you, like, we have you covered. <laughs> Good, I'm so glad you exist in the world, that's great! <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> 
<laughs> and and the comic book shop is Androids Comics. Androids Amazing Comics. Yes, it's down in Sayville on Long Island. Okay, cool. So if anybody's listening and is in Long Island, uh, go there. Go meet Hunter and James. Ooh, thank you. Yes. Once we reopen the store, because of all this, you know, quarantine stuff, we'll be glad yeah. to take anyone in just to talk about books. <laughs> so uh, books I recommend for people: um, Stumptown. It's Ooh. uh it's got a TV show on right now with Colby Schmolders. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Uh, she's okay. basically a PI, and it's just her doing that. She's a badass female character. She's a war veteran coming back, trying to find out what she wants to do with her life. Um, like I said before, Money Shot, the main character is a female scientist. And I forget what she does, but she wants to, like, I think she's eco-science. She wants to, like, get the world better. But like I said before, there's no funding. So she decides to team up with her uh, scientist friends to go have sex in space to get funding. Uh, basically, it's like Patreon. They want to get money from people to fund their experiments. So that's always a fun one to recommend to people. <laughs> so why are they having sex in space? <laughs> because it'll get money. People will pay for sex in space. You know? <laughs> hey, man, that sex was out of this world. Basically. I think that's what thank the you, cover says. <laughs> um, what other books to recommend to people? Uh, the Harley Quinn series is definitely a really good one to, to get in on. And, yeah. um... Oh Which oh one? Gosh. Which one are you reading? Birds of Prey? Which uh, which one? Hot the, in the City? Uh, uh, the, the Rebirth one right now. I think I'm a couple arcs behind. I think I'm right after she gets off of gets off the hook for Heroes in Crisis. So forty Ooh. something. Has your girl read that yet? Harley no, Quinn? not yet. I I don't have the first volume on me. I usually read it at the store, but um, I plan on getting <laughs> the first volume of that uh, soon. Like I said, Saga before is really good, and Murder Falcon's good. It's not really like a typical, uh, it's not really like a strong female book, if that's kind of what the angler you're going at to help get some of your friends in, but it is a heavy metal monster mash, if that Ooh. is a good draw. It's this guy who uses the power of metal to summon Murder Falcon, who's a giant falcon with a robot arm to fight the demons of the underworld. It's really cool. They use right. the power of music to combat monsters. Dude, that sounds awesome. There are no limits in comic books. That's what exactly. I love about it this freaking uh, medium. It's freaking rad. Yeah. There's the cover. So, oh, <laughs> ooh, that's a cool cover. Ooh, yeah. that's a cool cover. Yeah, awesome. So and and Hunter has a, uh, a wall of Funkos behind him. Oh, I do. Those uh, are just the unopened ones. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> when I was younger, I got sucked into collecting them all. And now it's, you know, it's a trap. <laughs> I can't get out. <laughs> It is a trap because you're like, wait, I love that character and I love that character, and exactly. I, I mean, I can't, you know, like, I can't not have this guy. You know, they don't make move, they don't make toys of this movie, you know. Yeah, and they're like limited edition. I'm like, oh man, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get it. Well, cool. Um, well, awesome. It's great chatting with you, man. Yeah, and thanks great for coming with on. You too. I was, I was a little nervous because like. I didn't, like, one of the guests you had on your other show was, like, someone you met and, like, you're friends with. And I'm like, well, I haven't really talked to these people that much. And, I, I like, they seem super cool and I love their show, but, like, oh, I'm going to be nervous talking to them. But it's super fun. You're really easy to talk to. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so I think it's because we're in the comics medium, so it kind of, like, breaks us all down to, you're a nerd, talk about comics. <laughs> Focus on the comics. Yeah, yes. exactly. I can't wait to talk to Corey <laughs> sometime, too. I feel like he's a blast. Oh yeah, he's totally a blast. Corey's yeah. freaking awesome. Uh, I love talking love to the I love talking to the encyclopedia of people where they're like like my my, co my co host James. If you ask him any like Marvel DC question, he'll answer it almost immediately. And I'm like, how do you how do you do this? So <laughs> where do you I, store I, all that information? Exactly. So I feel like Corey's the same way. 
Oh yeah, just don't say two words, star and wars, if I you heard. don't want I heard a monologue. <laughs> and also Ghostbusters apparently too. He's really into that. Oh yeah, no, I love Corey. He'll stop himself mid mid rant, and he'll be like, "Oh, am I talking too much?" I'm like, "No, keep going." I freaking keep love gushing. hyper awesome excited Corey. Yeah, that, me and James get that way sometimes on our show. Like, if, depending on what we're talking about, we go into it. <laughs> Don't get James started about X Men, or you're never gonna hear the end of it. <laughs> That's I love when people get so wrapped up in like a world and like like mm -hmm. for my husband, it's Lord of the Rings, you know. And I just love the passion for the story, you know. Yeah. Cool. Well, awesome. Well, welcome, fellow nerd. And yes, uh, we'll have you. to have you again so you can meet Mr. Corey. I'll be down. We can cover any book I recommended, or we can cover another colder book because there's two more. <laughs> and I'm down I, to talk I will about say, <laughs> say that one more time. What'd you say? I said I'm down to talk about them. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say that Corey did really love Colder. Oh, I wish I could have had him on here to talk, but he's busy, so it's all good. <laughs> I'll message Excuse him later about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys uh, for tuning in. If you could, uh, if you want to drop any Instagrams or any plug anything for your podcast, Mr. Hunter, let sure. us know. So you could follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Androids Amazing Comics or at Androids Comics. And then the podcast has its own Instagram called uh, it's at Androids Amazing Podcast. And right now it's a little slow because there's not a lot of news, but usually I post news or I'll post up the, the new episode that comes out, and I will post the one about the guest spots. And you can also follow us on our website, www.androidsamazingcomics.com, where you can order stuff from us, or just email us and talk to us. We're always down to open, you know, to talk to everybody. Currently, we're doing our show, Read the Real, which where we take a comic book and its adaptation, either movie or TV show, and we compare and contrast the two. And then me, James, and a couple other guys are also doing a Power Rangers podcast. Just because they're super into it, and I'm just now watching Power Rangers for like the first time, so we're just gushing about that. So we're trying to cover a bunch of stuff. So you can follow that us is there. So on, cool. uh, you can follow us there on iTunes or Spotify or uh, I think Radio Public and Breaker, and we're on Anchor, so we're on whatever they distribute to. <laughs> okay, awesome. That's so cool. You're like doing everything. Like we this try. is this is your world. <laughs> yeah, we're 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 trying because we want to build like a safe network of podcasts for comic book people who aren't necessarily like able to listen to some mainstream things that you know won't talk about what they want to listen to like we talk about the weirdest stuff on the shows so it's really cool to like get that niche audience in there we try to make it safe yeah good and you know what like in the world of comics you've either got a person that's like hey man if you don't know it then you're out of the club or the people mm -hmm. that are like hey man you don't know it come on in we'll teach yeah. you and you guys yeah. are totally we, that we will, we will give you a nice comic book hug and we will explain to you everything you need to know <laughs> <laughs> we'll wrap you in a I warm comic book blanket and give you some coffee and let you read something <laughs> Perfect. That's what I'm talking about. Community. Comic book community. That's what's up. Cool. All right. And uh, you guys know where to find us. We're at OCD Podcast on Instagram. And if you want to find Corey, he's at, at Corey Nation on Instagram. And I am at Tess Llanos, T-E-S-S-L-A-N-O-S. And, well, thank you so much for tuning in. And, Hunter, thank you so much for being on the show. That no was fun. No problem. No problem. It was my pleasure. Awesome. Good. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm Tess, and that's Hunter, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>
This has been another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. Follow us at OCD Podcast on Instagram and Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast on Facebook. You can also review us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, and support us on Patreon. Tune in next week for another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey.